You're sitting in church, and the pastor tells everyone, turn in your Bibles to the book of Psalms. Most of you have probably been in services like that, but imagine gathering with other believers and none of you even owns a Bible. Or, or maybe there's one or two copies that your whole church has to share. Brother Omid Sabuki says that's what it's like in house churches in the Islamic Republic of Iran. There are still many believers inside Iran that they don't have a Bible. He says a woman called him from a village in northern Iran asking for Bibles for her church. She said, we have a home church, we gather together weekly and have a fellowship and uh, pray time, but we had only the one book to share the gospel in our church. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Omid Sabuki grew up in a Muslim family inside Iran. One night he had a dream in which a man dressed in white gave him a beautiful package. He woke up and the next day he took a taxi to work. When he got out of the taxi, the driver handed him a package like the one he'd seen in his dream. It contained a Bible. If you missed that story last week, you can hear it by visiting our website, vomradio.net, or find VOM Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. This week, Brother Omid will tell us how he is sharing that gift of God's Word to others inside the Islamic Republic of Iran. He came to faith in Christ after receiving that Bible. He was persecuted for his faith and fled to Cyprus. Today he works in media and Bible distribution for Jubal Band Ministries. We'll give you a link to their website at vomradio.net. We're going to talk about some of the persecution that Christians face inside Iran. First, one thing you may not know, there are some churches that are allowed to function in Iran. The Christian faith of Armenian people in Iran is considered a cultural heritage, and so their churches are allowed, but they have to hold services in their traditional Armenian language, not in Farsi, the national language of Iran, and they can't talk about Jesus with Muslims. Here's Brother Omid. Uh, I remember uh, when I was in Iran, uh, you know, the Armenian church, uh, the Armenian church were asked to verify the identity of the member before enter to the church to make sure they are not Muslims. Uh, Muslims were not allowed to enter the church for any reason, for photography, for question, for visiting, for uh, etc. Uh, and Armenians were not allowed to worship in Farsi or preaching in Farsi or talking or, or reading in Farsi. You know, we, we're living in a, uh, Iran <laughs> or, uh, you know, language is Farsi. How we can, you know, not preach in Farsi or singing or talking in Farsi? It's, it's the same the government asked the Americans, don't talk English. So aside from a few Armenian language gatherings, no other churches are allowed inside Iran. I asked Brother Omid what it was about Christianity that was so offensive or so frightening to the Iranian authorities. 
we're talking about the Islamic Republic of Iran, you know, they, they, they are ag against the all things, it's against the Islam. That's why they give the sentence to the people and say they are the, against the national security. So oftentimes when Christians in Iran are put in prison or, or put in jail, the, the crime that they're charged with is acting against national security. You know, if I'm having a house church meeting in my apartment and the police raid and I get arrested, why would they say that I'm acting against national security when all I'm doing is, is gathering with fellow Christians, we're reading the scriptures, we're worshiping together. Why is that acting against national security? They believe that Christianity is a package of Western and American religion and seen the biggest treat for Islam. Brother Omid says the Iranian government looks at some of the practices of Western churches as being highly suspect. For instance, they view worship music as a clever way to attract people to what they see as a dangerous message. And they accuse the church of promoting drinking. I, I know many churches here in America use grape juice during communion, but some churches use wine. And the Iranian authorities use that to say the church is promoting alcoholism. Here's how Brother Omid explains the Iranians' position. For example, they pray and worship with guitar or the music, music instruments or clapping and dancing for God. They celebrate for the Lord's Supper with wine. The Iranian government uses justifications like this to arrest and imprison Christians, especially Christian leaders. I asked Brother Omid if he struggles, knowing that he's asking believers to live out their faith boldly, something that could get them arrested or even tortured. Oh, well, it's painful when I heard that one of them gets arrested. In fact, uh, I think about their families. And I feel I'm in pain with them too, Todd. I remember if we share in his glory, we also share in his suffering. If we consider it following Jesus, we may be in trouble. We know we, we might sacrifice. Jesus, Jesus said, um, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Absolutely. When a house church is raided like that, and you talked about... You know, within your ministry group, eight people recently arrested, four of them still being held, four of them released. What are those Christians likely to face after they're arrested? What, what happens to them or what dangers do they face after they're arrested while they're in police custody? Um, they will go through the many difficult situations. Some are transferred to political cells where there are more restriction on visits or any any connection some of them forced to convert to islams and the majority of them experiencing the sexual abuse during interrogation well human rights violation is pretty common in iran especially in prison uh, the government of iran will use the sexual harassment as a power a powerful tool against the prisoner for male or female is not different. Brother Omid told me a story of an Iranian woman who hosted a worship service inside her home. 
three women were gathered with six of their brothers in Christ, and they celebrated the Lord's Supper with the bread and with the wine. Brother Omid says the authorities twisted this situation to accuse this woman of drunkenness and immorality. One of the officers who was detaining our sister made sexual advances in the vehicle on the way to the police station. And once they got to the station, her humiliation continued. The authorities said, you, you salt, you whore, you, didn't, you, you don't have a one husband. Otherwise, you would not be uh, a group of men in the same place. Not long after that, she was able to flee from Iran. Please pray for that church that was meeting in her house and pray that she will be healed from the abuse that she went through. When someone comes out of prison, and I'm thinking especially of women who go through that type of abuse and, and that type of mistreatment, how how hard is it for them to get past that experience? It, to, you know, not, not just physically, but emotionally and psychologically, how hard is it to put that abuse and that prison experience behind them and continue on with their life and continue on serving the Lord? Wow, it's very difficult. Female victims of sexual abuse are usually refusing to talk about what they have gone through. And fear is the more major uh, factor behind their silence. Some of them fear because um, they might even killed by their radical family's member. I want to be sure that you understood what Brother Omid said, so I'm going to repeat it. Christian women are in danger when they're detained by the police. We've talked about that, but when they go home, it may not be much better. If their fathers or brothers or husbands don't share their faith in Christ, these women could still be in danger of losing their lives, even in their own homes. So again, pray for the safety of our Christian sisters inside Iran and for healing for those who have suffered abuse. Physical abuse may heal, but the recoveries from psychological harm, um, harms is so difficult and will take time and might never get healed. One of them confesses, uh, she said she may have killed herself if she was not a believer. Wow. So how do you, Brother Omid, as, as a pastor as somebody who is is sending Iranian Christians out into ministry, which we know is also sending them into danger, how do you prepare them to face imprisonment, to face interrogation, to face harassment and even abuse, and still hang on to their faith in Christ? How, how do you get them ready to endure persecution? Oh, I always share my testimony and personal experience with them. I will mention the testimony of other believers who are or was in prison. I also remind them that the ruler of the, this world is coming too. In whatever difficulty, remember that we are a family and take care of each other. We stay in pray for each other the same the believers did when the Peter was in prison. This is the concept of real Christianity. If indeed uh, we share in his suffering in order, then we may also share in his glory, as the Romans 8 said, uh, like this. And, you know, the good news is 
we know that for those who love God, all things work together for a good. When Brother Omid visits with our brothers and sisters in Iran, he notices something about them. These persecuted believers put the peace of Christ on display, even in the middle of their suffering. The kind of peace we read about in Philippians, the peace that passes understanding. They are uh, withstanding in joy and happiness. They mean things that I would like to ask and praying for them to being strong among the storm or make them sure that they uh, do not alone. Make them sure their family are not alone and uh, we are standing beside them or praying uh, in additional to pray for supporting their family. We need to get a lawyer for them if possible. Okay. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Omid Sabuki. He is the president and CEO of Jubal Band Ministries. Their website is jubalbandministries.org. We'll also give you a link at vomradio.net when you come to visit our website. Brother Omid, what does Jubal Band Ministries do to reach Iranians with the gospel, to to equip the church there? And also, how does Voice of the Martyrs help what you do? Well, in a five section, we reach out the people inside the Iran and share the gospel with them. The first, by evangelists, by distributing the Bibles in most city in Iran. And uh, through the monthly Christian magazine, we have the monthly Christian magazine in virtual and hard copies sometimes, this magazine, it's only Christian magazine that designed and published monthly for Farsi speakers and included 52 pages uh, to promote biblical faith and Iranian Christianity lifestyle to disciple believers and unbelievers. And the next one is the daily virtual um, uh, platforms and live stream church for the teaching and training and set up the home church inside the Iran and disciple making uh, is the most city of Iran. And the last is the leadership training located in Turkey. And leaders once trained will send back to Iran. They enter evangelism, connect to the people, building relationship to set up the home church or teaching or training to help the church growing. By the faithful supporting of VOM, we were able to increasing the distributing of the Bible inside the Iran over the 200 percent growing in over the last six months. We received the amazing testimony daily. You know, Todd, there are still many believers inside Iran that they don't have a Bible. There are still the church with the lack of the Bible. For example, we got the voice message from the Tonekaban. Tony Coben is the small city in the north of Iran. Uh, she, she was a member of the church. She sent uh, us a thankful message. She said, we have a home church. We gather together weekly and have a follow fellowship and uh, pray time. But we had only the one book to share the gospel in our church. In each time, the, all the persons read the Bible and the other took the notes if they needed the, some verses, you know, there is no Bible in the bookshop or purchase in Iran. She was so happy to receive the Bible through the, her mailbox. Then she gave us the, her information and, uh, you know, requested for the more Bibles uh, 
for other church members and for their family. She was excited to have her own Bible. You know, Todd, the other subject that I want to thank VOM, VOM gave us the permission to translate their amazing testimonies and articles and stories of VOM newsletter and share it with uh, our readers through our monthly uh, Christian magazine. Uh, testimony have a power. All of them, us know that. One of the readers in a Smyrna magazine, in our magazine, he said, when I read the story about the North Korean people, I felt pain deep in my heart. I was my first time to read about the North Korea and re realize that we are not only country who's suffering. I cried while I was reading about that. And from now, the North Korea would be in my prayer list in, in the church. Amen. For those of you who are listening who don't get the Voice of the Martyrs magazine, if you come to vomradio.net, right at the top of the page, there is a button that says free magazine. Uh, just click on that and give us your name and address, and we will send you uh, the stories, the same stories that are being translated into Farsi to encourage uh, our Iranian brothers and sisters to help them pray for Christians in places like North Korea. Those are the stories that are in this magazine. Uh, Brother Omid, I, I'm so encouraged to hear about the linking up of our brothers and sisters in Iran with our brothers and sisters in North Korea. Just, just having them know about each other and pray for each other, that's such an encouragement to me. Yeah, yeah, it's for me too. You, you talked about training leaders outside the country, whether it be Turkey or whether it be somewhere else. How hard is it for Christians to go back to Iran after they've come out and received a training like that? Is, is there a security risk for them going back in? Wow, of course it could be dangerous and in a risk, but we try or the best to choose the safest way. I don't know how much you know about the Iranian church in Turkey. Many times we had them intelligent organization agent entered to the Iranian church inside the Turkey and sat down as a, as a member to spy on church activities. Some of them confess when God touched their heart and learn the truth of the Christ in the church. But there, there are many others who still spy on the church to find out the strategy or um, uh, information about churches inside the Iran. For this case, we completely separate our leaders from the other groups to train and equip them. And nobody knows they are leaders and uh, will, back to, uh, will back to Iran. But let us no more talk about uh, talk about it for more. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want to talk about too many uh, sort of trade secrets there. But again, that would be another item for the prayer list of our listeners. Uh, pray for leaders who are coming out for training and then going back home to Iran. That is a potential spot spot of danger for them. Brother Omid, as we finish up our time together, I have just a couple more questions. But but what what's the biggest challenge for you and for Jubal Band Ministries right now in, in your ministry? What's the hardest challenge or the thing you're trying to overcome? Oh, uh, Iran has the fastest uh, growing churches, and um, in over than the six months due 
to increasing distributing the Bibles inside the Iran, our ministry had 200% growing in the Bibles distributing and 268% growing in home groups. Therefore, unexpected numbers are coming to Christ weekly. Um, you know, God bless us. In order, <laughs> in order to disciple and equip new believers and uh, and manage day to day, our current equipment and staff is uh, isn't you know uh, sufficient uh, uh, to address all demands. Uh, so we need to help of those who have heart for Iran. Um, to stand with us in pray or to share the gospel with uh, with the people inside the Iran, and uh, the other issue is the uh, coronavirus, the COVID nineteen restricted transportation for the Bible between borders, and um, mm -hmm. it's a uh, two of the biggest challenge now for us in a, this time. Mm -hmm. So the good news is that, that God is blessing your ministry and many Iranians are coming to Christ. Uh, the bad news is you need more leaders to help disciple those new believers. Yes, correct. We need that. Uh, the, the leaders, they, uh, they, they have the heart for Iran. That means they want to hear from the people, not only talking or preaching, you know. We mm -hmm. need the people to, to hear the people for inside the Iran and help them to... Uh, you know, to uh, growing in Jesus. Amen. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Omid Sabuki. He's the president and CEO of Jubal Band Ministries, uh, one of our VOM partners reaching Iran with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Brother Omid, as we finish up, we always like to equip our listeners to pray for the country that we're talking about. So I want to ask you, I want you to coach us on how we can best pray for Iran. Let's talk first about the church and about the Christians. We, we've talked about uh, the, the danger for those who are arrested, so we can pray for protection and safety for them. But how can we pray for the church inside Iran right now? Uh, we need to pray to those Iranian Christians who are in prison for faithful missionaries to reach out those cities uh, and the people who never heard the gospel. I think for a whole country of Iran that God's touched their heart for Iranian, we have a, a huge team to distributing the Bibles inside the Iran in a mailbox, you know? The the, a lot of people can reach the Bible if we uh, pray for the, these Bibles and the, these people, they Ha, they can have it, these Bibles, the gods can, um, you know, touch their heart. And this is the things we need uh, to stay in pray for them. Well, and I think from your own testimony, uh, the, the way that God prepared you with a dream to receive a Bible, and then the very next day put a Bible in your hand through the ministry of a taxi driver, uh, we know that God answers that prayer to prepare people's hearts to receive God's word. Uh, we know that just from hearing your own story. So I think that's certainly something that our listeners can pray for this week, that God will prepare the hearts of people who are going to receive a Bible through your work inside Iran. 
Brother Omid, it is a, a privilege and a pleasure to be able to talk to you this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Thank you for sharing about your ministry and equipping our listeners to pray for Iran this week. Yeah, thank you for this time, your opportunity you give me to to share with the, my testimony or other things to the my brother and sister in America or other uh, country. Thank you, brother. You've been listening to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm Todd Nettleton. If you missed any of our conversation with Omid Sabuki, you can hear it at vomradio.net. If you didn't hear last week's conversation, you'll definitely want to hear the story of his coming to faith in Christ. And you'll also find other interviews with believers from Iran when you look in the archives. You'll be encouraged by their joy, even in the midst of persecution. And you'll be excited to hear the stories of God at work in the Islamic Republic of Iran. Again, you can search all the archives at vomradio.net or simply search for VOM Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week, we're going to meet one of our Christian sisters in Turkey. She's the wife of a pastor. She's the mother of three small children. And she's been declared a threat to national security by the Turkish government. You'll definitely want to hear her story next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.